0: You're listening to All Things Video, a podcast dedicated to uncovering the past and charting the future of the online video ecosystem. This episode is brought to you by MediaKicks, the leading influencer marketing agency. Media Kicks connects the world's top brands with engaged audiences through social media influencers. Their campaigns drive brand awareness, audience engagement, and product sales for top brands like Nordstrom, Blue Apron, David Yerman, Hallmark, and more. Visit MediaKicks.com to get started with your influencer campaign today. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today's guest is Tanya Braschadsky, founder of Casting Influence. Tanya, Hi. welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: So let's start off by talking about how you found your way into the digital space.
1: It found me, actually. I've been working in digital for a long time. I've always been drawn to like the new thing and the cutting or bleeding edge thing and Um, so I worked in with, I guess, websites in the beginning of internet time, uh, which led to just being around a bunch of people who work with computers and streaming things. I remember I'm not, I don't want to date myself, but a really long time ago, somebody came in to teach us about real networks and how it's going to stream, like, this is what it's going to be. And this is the future. And I was running a music website and. Um, I would come up with all these fun things to do, like go to a concert and Hey, let's stream it over the internet. But everybody had 14, four modems at the time. It didn't really work out. I found myself being drawn to things like YouTube when it first launched and there weren't that many people using it. So I made a short film. I'm a a producer. I made a short film. I uploaded it to YouTube really early on. And within two weeks, it wasn't, it wasn't saturated as it is now. So within two weeks. A production company in Canada saw this short, flew down here and said, all right, we want to make a movie. I was like, YouTube's the best. So I was in love with YouTube and the movie didn't happen, but you know, that's how it goes. And I met someone else at a party who was like, oh yeah, I love YouTube. I do this thing. I try to upload things every week. And I'm like, oh my God, I love YouTube. And then we just started making things and became part of that circle of people who figured out how to use YouTube right.
0: Now, there were a lot of video platforms around that time, right? Early 2005, 2006. In your eyes, what made YouTube unique? Like as a creator, why were you drawn to this platform
1: more than others? It was just so easy. It was so easy. You just make it, upload it, you're done. There was no barrier, at least from what I remember. I just don't remember any other place being that easy to use.
0: And it seems like it also fostered this sense of community. Like you said, you were meeting other people. I don't know whether it was through the platform or just given your common interest in YouTube. How did it bring people together?
1: the small group that i met at first had been i guess saw the future and started to do this thing weekly and they're like oh if i upload videos weekly more people seem to see it and form this community where that we would have like emailing lists where one guy would run the list and say okay on mondays column a promotes each other on thursdays column b promotes each other cuz we figured out that if we talk about other channels that's how you know that's how more people are going to find it and, you know, the setup was completely different. There was a page where you can be highlighted or something. I forget what it was. So if you were highlighted that day, forget it. You know, that was your month.
0: Yeah, back in the watch page days when they had uh, the feature channels on the yeah, homepage, right. they would get, you know, millions of impressions and yeah. people would watch the videos.
1: Yeah. So as a filmmaker and a producer, and it was so easy to just make things and put it up. And I'm not an on-camera person really on occasion, but it's, it's not my... Thing, um, so I would help other people write or or produce, or and then that group of people are like the multimillionaires you hear about all the time now. So that's kind of how I started in the quote influencer world. So that led to a bunch of consulting because when companies started realizing they they needed to get their YouTube game together. I started to consult and teach people how to use YouTube, right? And
0: so, is that yeah. what inspired you to start casting influencers? Well, so
1: I'll tell you cast, yeah, yeah, sure. So, so then I continued to produce, and I I was hired to help Larry King transition from TV to the internet. And I I was a producer on the show, but I was also like the digital marketing person, I guess. We didn't really have a title for it at the time. It was just like make him cool on the internet. It's like okay, so I brought Larry King in to do a bunch of things with YouTubers, which was really you know, kind of groundbreaking at the time. He was sort of the biggest celebrity to utilize that kind of influence. I'd say a little after that, people started to realize they want, they needed some extra help with their projects or their product or whatever. And so they started calling me saying, Hey, could you introduce me to insert, YouTuber's name here, influencers name or whatever. And that just sort of snowballed into starting a company because now people understand, okay, this is what, what, this is what she does. This is how, this is where we go to get influencers. And I didn't feel like the world needed another marketing influencer marketing company. So I still do influencer marketing campaigns, but it's not my public facing thing. So I know the talent really well. I know them personally. I know what their style is. I kind of know their personal lives. So the one time I did a sort of strategy document for a reality production company, they wanted to do a reality show with a bunch of influencers. And they made this list of like, okay, if you use her, you have to use him because they dated four years ago. And that'll be hilarious. That's kind of how it evolved.
0: That's great. So you know this firsthand because you grew up on the platform with these people, yeah. right? You were yeah. working on projects with them. You know their right. style, their personalities, like you were saying. And so you take that expertise and the relationships to not necessarily just do brand campaigns like right. many people do, but focus more on as these people are leveling up their careers and wanting to work with traditional media. Yeah. you can help bridge that gap mm-hmm. and understand how to place them or cast them appropriately.
1: Right, right. I think I did this. I did an MTV show last year they wanted influencers for it and it was very specific you know it had to be people with certain kinds of knowledge and personality types and my history with them really helped and right now i'm doing the, i'm doing a show that's very fashion related so that's it's it's very helpful to have all that knowledge for sure how
0: has the game changed since you started as a producer putting videos on YouTube way back when till now?
1: Which game, the YouTube game or sure, the
0: the online video game? Because sure, I, what yeah, I'm getting yeah, yeah. at is that YouTube is not the only show right. out of town anymore. So right, it's still the, show, sure, still the biggest show. Sure, it's still the biggest show, unless they get
1: their there. bleep together. <laughs> Facebook's going to take over. Why um, do you say that? Well, YouTube's been upsetting their creators for many years. Their technology first, and don't really. I don't know. I I think it's just the culture that it's grown up in. I think it's uh, because it started with just programmers and no real customer service. Creators have a really hard time communicating with YouTube if there's a problem. And over the years, they've gotten really pissed off at them unless they fix that somehow. If another platform comes along that offers them similar things, I think they'll jump ship. And Facebook's, I think, priming themselves to do that. I've been, every meeting I've had for the last year, I've been pushing Facebook, use Facebook in this, you know, and they're like, wow, like, just trust me, just, (laughs) just, just do it. And, you know, I have a friend, uh, a YouTuber friend who kind of got stuck at the 250 range to 250, 300,000 subscriber range on YouTube and couldn't really break out of that. And then she started using Facebook live within three months. She had 1.5 million fans. I mean, she wears a bikini on camera all the time, you know, but she she used what she learned on YouTube and how to get people to share and subscribe. She used all of that knowledge for her Facebook fan page, and it just blew up. So outside
0: of YouTube and Facebook, what are the other important platforms for influencers?
1: Snapchat, Instagram, you know, Twitter. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, kind of the usual. Stuff music. Well, musically, musically and Lively. People really like those Musically specifically. Um, I know You Now has been really trying to break through, but they have their own native talent. I don't know how much they cross pollinate, but they've hired some really good people. They've hired some really good people from this space, I think, to maybe bridge that gap.
0: Do you think platforms like YouNow and Musical.ly have staying power?
1: With enough resources and enough time? Sure. It's just, you know, you're competing with Google. Unlimited amounts of money. So even YouTube, what, is still not making money? Do you remember when Amazon launched their video like, and everybody was super excited? And what happened? Seems like it's run on a scene. It just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I was like, I literally, I took that. I remember when they announced it, I posted it on Facebook and I said, it has begun and nothing happened. Yeah. What's up, Amazon? Get it together. Amazon has
0: a bit of a spotty track record on execution <laughs> for new issues. And with video, I mean, they've got Amazon Prime, right? They're doing originals and they seem to be yeah. doing, they're hanging in there in the game in terms of premium competition against yeah. you know, the Netflixes and the Hulus of the world. But they haven't nailed the creator business
1: yet. I wonder why. Yeah. I mean, everybody got, s- I mean, everyone signed up, but then nobody could figure out how to find it, I think was the issue. There will be a competitor that takes on the giant.
0: What do you think has been the downfall of platforms like Vine?
1: I think with Vine, there's a couple of different stories there and depends on which direction you want to go with that. But uh, Vine was never able to pay their talent. The only way they made money was through sponsorships. So it was really hard to promote something in six seconds and the cycle continues. But who knows? I don't know what happened internally there, right? Once you sell your company to a bigger company, who knows? So whatever happened there uh, probably affected... I. I, I don't know how to answer that
0: yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <No worries. laughs>
1: because I don't know what happened there.
0: How does the traditional entertainment world approach working with social influencers and, and how do you help kind yeah. of smooth or facilitate that process?
1: So it depends on who it is and what they want. Uh, if it's very traditional casting, there needs to be a lot of handholding because influencers on the most part, started young and never had a job and don't really understand the rules of Hollywood. Some do, uh, or some have learned, but some haven't. So I it's I feel it's important to have someone in between to hold everybody's hand. So this is, that's where I come in a lot of the time, but I, it took a long, long time, but the traditional side has finally figured out, Oh, we have to do this or it's not even a have to anymore. It's a, if we can hire an actor who has a million fans already, why not?
0: And now we're seeing online video influencers appear in yeah. mainstream feature films, television shows. Mm-hmm. We're seeing digital productions from traditional entertainment companies or investment in that position, obviously, of yep. MCNs. Mm-hmm. So what do you make of that crossover? And, and what is kind of the future of influencers playing in big Hollywood?
1: Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know how to predict the future. I don't know if anybody does. But from what I've seen, there was this big flood of like, let's just make stuff, let's make it and throw influencers in it. And a lot of crap came out. So a lot of traditional media backed up a little bit. And now everybody's looking at it, looking, taking another look. And now they're going to find good things to make and use influencers. So it'll, it's like a, it's like a little bit of a curve. We're, we're in a dip right now. And then I think it'll come back up again and ha- see, we'll start seeing good content good shows and good movies. You know, every time I go to a screening or a premiere of a show that I've worked on, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's going to be an hour of my life. Let's, uh, you know, and I walked out of one that I worked on and I was like, oh my God, you guys, that's so good. Like, why are you shocked? You know why I'm shocked. Next step is less thing, less product with influencers in them, but better.
0: And what do you think of companies like Awesomeness TV and Studio 71 that are mm-hmm. positioning themselves as next generation IP creators, yeah. and original content producers, and studio businesses, essentially.
1: I work with them all the time. So it's easier for me to work with a company like that who understands than walking into a, a, you know Warner Brothers and trying to explain and then trying to help people understand this is why you want to use this. Those pe- Traditional media gets stuck on like, we need a million subscribers. And it takes 20 times to say, no, you don't. But they're very stuck on that. And the... Full screens and the, and the Omnias have been doing it forever and they understand, even though it's 200,000 subscribers, if those are engaged fans, we're good. So, I mean, I love working with them and they're just trying to get that talent out there in a bigger way.
0: What is the opportunity for talent to be building brands and in some cases, even companies or lifestyle businesses around themselves, right? And the obvious examples yeah. are people like Michelle Fon even uh, traditional celebrity examples like Jessica Alba. Mm -hmm. How does a creator stay relevant in a constantly shifting world and take their career to the next level as they're thinking of themselves
1: as as a brand? You get a team. (laughs) You get a team, a small one, even like one or two people. You get an assistant in Thailand if you have to. Staying relevant in the digital space is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm glad enough information has come out now where I don't have to go to a party and every single time have this argument, which used to be, oh, they're just kids sitting in their bedrooms and making millions of dollars. Well, no, that's not how it goes at all. Um, They work all the time, every day, nonstop, constantly hungry for something visually appealing that they can post. It's, I don't envy their lives. I don't want their lives. You have to really, really want to be on camera all the time. So staying relevant is a tough gig. Super tough gig. I don't want to do it.
0: So let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about what your business does and, and what the future holds for casting. In yeah. Place. What are you excited about for this year?
1: Well, uh, it's actually slightly... I've gone back to producing more because I miss it. And I, I love talent. and I love working with them. And I love give, getting new opportunities for talent. You know, I was just having this conversation where... I realized that I've always been around talent. Even when I was like 19, I was manage helping manage a bands and you know babysitting the 30 year old musicians. I've just always been attracted to talented people in all areas. I suppose I'm still casting and booking and and you know doing some really fun like market influencer marketing campaigns. And uh, one of the best things I did well, this was last year. I know you asked about it last year. One of the best things I I did was a puppy party, and I want to do more puppy parties
0: that sounds awesome i think like everyone should do more puppy parties i'm always (laughs) pitching
1: a puppy party so
0: what does that mean
1: so it was for purina it was a charity thing they were doing with a company called soul pancake if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with them and we threw a big old party with a bunch of puppies gave them food and drinks and balloons but mostly puppies and uh asked them to tweet or facebook or whatever a link to a video and the video every view the video got purina donated a pound of food to a shelter so it was kind of an incredible, the whole thing was incredible, but really there was 150 influencers showed up sitting around in pens, just holding puppies, just like covered in puppies. It was the best day ever. So I want to do more puppy parties. So I've, I've gone back to producing and I've been pitching some shows and they're very close to being sold and we'll see because, you know, and I'm hoping to work with some of the MCNs that I work with in a bigger way help because there's just so much content being made all the time and there's so much talent constantly being thrown at projects. I'm, I'm going to try and streamline that.
0: What is the hardest part about being an entrepreneur?
1: It's the months of lying on the floor crying, asking yourself, why am I doing this? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever been there? Well, of course, we've all
0: been there. It's called yeah. the trough of sorrow. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, that was my December. Real.
1: Yeah. Super real. What happened? Just, you know, I go to meetings. It's like 90% of my job, right? Going to meetings. And for months, every single thing just fell apart. Just one after the other. I don't have funding, right? I don't have an investor. So everything just fell apart one after the other, after the other. And I was just, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. And I just watched Netflix for a month. That's the toughest part. For me, the toughest part is breaking up my switching gears from like the doer part and the, I just want to do my job. I'm really good at this. And the, I have to go out and get the work, which I prefer not to do. I'm not great at it. I just want to do the job. So that's the hardest part. And I've been actually thinking about maybe I can get a partner who can do that. Cause I'm not good at it. Why not just let somebody who's good at it, do it. So those are the, that's the hard part.
0: The, that seems the, like a smart. It's yeah. so. a good way to find. I mean,
1: that. But like the people who are really good at it are all have fancy jobs. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Trial Sorrow, is that what you said? Trial of Sorrow. Yeah, been there a couple of times. Don't like it. How about you? When was the last <laughs> time you were there?
0: I thing we have Netflix to take off. <laughs> Look, last year was easily the most challenging year of my professional career starting a business. Yeah. And I'm fortunate I have two co-founders yeah. who, uh, who get me through the hard days because it definitely happens in every business. But at the same time... Yeah. Last year was the year I had the most fun and learned the most and mm-hmm. grew the most. And yeah. so that's why we do it, right? Is that totally. we love the adrenaline rush and the hard <laughs> days are hard, but the great days are are just that much a higher yeah. level of elation.
1: So. You're right. I did learn for sure. I knew this, but I like 100% learned what I'm not good at, which is good to know.
0: Yeah, it's totally valuable, right? And when you are building a startup and you know, you're yeah. bootstrapping this. You have to have a hundred percent focus. You have to be very clear about what your vision is and right. execute well on that because when you're at this stage, distractions can be, you know, can be the end. So you gotta be really laser focused on playing to your strengths and which yeah. is for you, it sounds like working with the talent. Yeah, yeah. What are some of your favorite books either all time or that you've read recently that have been really valuable <sighs> for you?
1: I do I read a lot of personal development stuff that I Kind of keep to myself because I feel like, I don't know. It's like, it's a, I guess it's personal. It's a personal thing. So when somebody comes over and sees all those books on my bedside table, I'm like, no, just nothing. It's nothing. Maybe can I skip that question?
0: You can skip that question. <laughs> Let's What's the best piece of advice someone's ever given you?
1: Okay, this is going to, now it's horrible. Years ago when I said this, people were fine with it. So a long time ago, I worked at a place called the Learning Annex in New York. Are you familiar with it? So they used to be really popular before, I guess, before the internet was like, everybody had it. They were an adult education company that had crazy classes ranging from, you know, how to run your own business to how to make jewelry to, you know, anything you wanted. They would have these pamphlets, these like booklets on the corners where all the newspapers were. Anyway, so I used to work there and I was a, I was a talent booker. And Donald Trump, Donald Trump was teaching a class, not teaching, he was doing like a charity talk, like all the proceeds went towards something. And the second time he was doing it, I said, hey, everybody asks me to find out what's your number one piece of advice. And he said, and I can't believe this is coming up now. He said, um, don't hire the person that's best at the job. Hire the person you like the most that's good at the job. Because you're going to be spending all day with them. You better really like them. Sure. <laughs>
0: see how that would be essentially uh, controversial, but has that served you well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, if you're going to be spending all day with someone, you better like them.
0: You need to make sure there's cultural fit and that there's yeah. going to be a good working relationship. So I see how that's uh, definitely relevant.
1: I cannot believe I just, that was my answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Words of wisdom from our now new president. Uh, Ridiculous. Very good. Ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Everybody liked him then. <laughs> he was fine then. Anyway, yeah, I thought that was really good. Advice. Any commentary as
0: someone who works yeah. with influence. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, this has been a historic election in many ways, and it's taken oh, yeah. someone with no political credentials, and mm-hmm. now they're in the Oval. I mean, what does that? What does that say about media's impact on the way
1: it well, shapes culture? I think this goes back to the same conversation I've had with act, like forty-year-old actors at parties that get really upset losing jobs to someone who has a million followers. Nothing has changed. It's everything is still a popularity contest, just like it was in high school, just like it was in college. Now it's just a you just have access to it. Now just everybody has access to being popular. So that's all it is. It's just popular, it's just make yourself liked more than the other guy. You put something out on social media and you have that kind of access, people will see it and read it and believe it.
0: So it's my understanding that uh, President Trump has a pretty significant Twitter following. Does that mean you're going to be casting him in any influencer projects this year?
1: I think he's not allowed, right? But I, yeah, he's going to make his own rules anyway, so it doesn't matter. So maybe.
0: So what digital video trends do you see as short-term fads?
1: I feel like it's really hard to make those predictions because you just don't know what's going to take off. So you have to try everything. I don't look down on or, or think people are wasting their time on any of it. I mean, musically, who knew that was going to Who knew? Why? I don't know why. Do you know why?
0: I am not the target demographic. Exactly.
1: So I saw it early on and I'm like, no, not into it. People love it. People love it. I don't know why. Um, I remember early, early on, uh, a YouTuber who made music videos, uh, like parody videos for YouTube. He was like, I'm going to put them up on iTunes and charge a dollar. I'm like, why would anybody download that if you can get it for free? Guess what? wrong I was wrong wow oh my god he made the, tons of money tons of it I don't know is he writing original
0: lyrics to the songs nope. or,
1: Huh? oh wait yes yes he was but okay. but, the, but, but the full the full thing yeah but the full video is available on YouTube mm-hmm. but he you can get the audio on iTunes for buck sure. 99 or whatever and I'm like that's stupid you're wasting your time and here we are here we are so no I don't think anything's a waste of time try it all oh, I'm so sorry for you if you're going to because it's a lot of work but yeah. Try it all. Cause you don't know, you don't know what's going to hit. And then there's the random video. If somebody picks it up on Reddit, boom. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you had to offer some predictions for the future of the video space, yeah. what would they be?
1: I just think Facebook, Fa- Facebook's going to be the big game in town soon. They've been testing their monetizing system for the fan pages. Right. And uh, once that happens, they're going to be a direct competitor to YouTube. Once they're able to pay their, the creators. We'll have to watch ads (laughs) on Facebook videos. I think they're the, I mean, they're the biggest, they're still the biggest thing. So yeah, Facebook, do it.
0: If you were starting a business in the online video space today,
1: what would you do? I mean, for me, creating is always the the, the way back to happiness. So I would just, I would probably just start a, a digital studio.
0: Focused on any specific type of content, or just whatever. Whatever's good. Whatever's
1: good. I mean, I'm a comedy girl, so probably be comedy or sci-fi or um, whatever. Whatever I want, really. Whatever I want is the question. Like unlimited funding. Unlimited. Yeah, unlimited yeah. funding. No Whatever's good. This
0: is your universe. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. where can people find out more about you and more about casting
1: influence? Yeah, well, castinginfluence.com or uh, I don't really use my Twitter so much, but if you must, it's Tanya A B T A N Y A A B. Um, those are the best ways.
0: Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for okay, sharing thank your you. insights into the influencer space and how sure. you kind of came into this world. And, cool.
1: It's, thank it's, you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm James Creech, and this has been another edition of All Things Video. If you like what you hear, we hope you'll share and subscribe for new episodes. See you next time.